Hey everyone, and welcome to Win Stupid Prizes, the show where we ask the questions that nobody thought were worth asking. I'm Eddie, and I'm joined today by half a half a dozen eggs, and they are Jamie. I do feel like a bit of a rotten egg today. <laughs> Alex. I'm actually really secure and confident with my gender identity. And our judge this episode is Bear. I uh, hope you're ready to whisk it all for the prize. Oh, nice. <laughs> what question have you got for us this time, Bear? Who's going to win Bake Off? <laughs> Who would win the Great British Bake Off? This sounds, uh, you sound way too, I don't know, loud and noisy. Bake Off's quiet. Yeah. Like, nice and chill. Nope, nope. The Flash is going to win Bake Off. I'm telling you how. Okay. The loudest and flashiest contestant. He's fast as hell. Never miss a deadline. That's it. Nailed it. <laughs> just a, a question, just for information. Doesn't Flash always miss the deadline? How can he ever miss the deadline? He's fast as fuck, boy. I mean, he'll get it. He'll get everything in the oven, like, immediately, right? Wait, if you whisk things at Flash speed, are you going to, like, cause some kind of problem? You'll put, like, more air bubbles in or something. I'll just put a lid on it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> just everything's moose. Isn't Flash's whole power that the speed doesn't cause problems? That's the actual power. <laughs> well, no, it doesn't cause problems for him. And also the speed. I think I think the speed is quite part of it. <laughs> the more important power is that the speed doesn't cause the problems it should. I'm pretty sure it causes all of his problems. Like, he'll start baking. He'll get everything in the oven nice and fast it'll start baking he's like i'm getting a bit impatient why is it not done he starts like pacing but it's flash speeds and then he sends himself back in time and it doesn't get back in time for the end of the cooking oh no that's a great argument you've actually just helped me out here jamie if he can go back in time he'll never miss a deadline he'll never miss taking the cake out of the oven he just go back in time fuck up the timeline admittedly but he can go back in time to rescue the cake he'll go back in time make sure his mother doesn't die and then bake-off won't exist in the modern day because of the butterfly effect i do have to have a pep talk with him to be like whatever you do do not save your mother yeah <laughs> this is a canon event to what's wrong movie that's such a weird pep talk hey flash i need you to win the bake off but now whatever happens don't save your mother <laughs> whatever you do she has to be dead <laughs> she do have to die though and, and then like butterfly effect the competition never happens or he comes back to the modern day and he's not a competitor he's a judge now or something i don't know oh and then he wins by default nice wait that's how that works flash doesn't <laughs> suffer the penalties of time but is flash good at the game what do you oh right <laughs> i thought you were talking about an existential like flash doesn't age <laughs> like you've told me why flash doesn't accidentally lose in some things that cause people problems you haven't told me why flash would win um well so it is canon that he can read really quickly <laughs> he's got every baking book available yeah basically you've got to bake a whatever cake you've got to bake a victoria a basic victoria sponge flash like i got no idea what that is let me run to the local library read about 50 cooking books and get back in the blink of an eye and then absolutely nail it. Oh, talking about him not knowing what a Victorian sponge is, Bear, I, ha I, I need your help here. Yeah. You're a resident American, or part American, however you want to put it. International <laughs> lad. What is the American baking situation like? Candies and sweets are different over there. Everything is a cookie, right? Everything you put in the oven is a cookie. Everything's a cookie? Yeah. <laughs> they say bread is bread, but it's enough sugar to be a cookie over here. Right, so we, we've got a little bit of a mismatch, because, like, Flash is a 100% American boy. I think all of them are, right? Oh, yeah. Because I was going to ask which Flash, but we probably don't care enough. Uh, no, uh, good old Bazza, because he's the one I can name. Yeah, okay, yeah, Bazza. Yeah, okay. American pie. Apple pie. Yeah, it? so everything's either a cookie or a sweet pie. But you have to have it with ice cream. Yeah. Okay, well, I mean, he can keep the ice cream cold by leaving it in the freezer and getting that in the blink of an eye. And running it at super high speeds. Around. Yeah, the faster you go, the colder things are, right? Yeah. <laughs> now, the only issue here is any place that the Flash is going to go during the contest has to be agreed upon in advance because they need cameras ready there. Oh, I hadn't considered that. They also need really high frame rate cameras to get any footage of him at all. So um, Just a blur on the footage. BBC's production budget's going to be pretty extensive. Is it still BBC? I don't know. <laughs> uh, celebrity Bake Off, and we've got superheroes, and it's just them showing up at the end. Like, <laughs> actually, you can't see any of it happen. It's just like, here's our dish. You can't see him until he stops. Whole episode takes five minutes. Also, if he does accidentally send himself back in time so he never misses a deadline, you now need to have cameras in the right locations in the past if he doesn't need the baking in the past. Why don't we just give Flash a GoPro? <laughs> solve most of the problems, right? Does the GoPro work in Flash time? As in, if it's been put onto his head, then they get Flash speed GoPro footage? 
He's actually got a bunch of tech that works with him, right? Like, he's got a weird treadmill he can run on to do stuff. Probably. He can probably pull out some camera tech that works at his speed. Whether he'd be willing to... Um, he'd be willing to give the BBC the footage, but he might not be willing to give the BBC the the tech. <laughs> I reckon that... You know how Superman has a weird force field around him that when he's flying with someone, they're not affected by the flight effects and gravity in the same way? Oh, yes. The thing they made up to... <laughs> to not kill people. Get rid of all the people complaining on the internet. Yeah. To justify the fact that he can carry someone, like, by the hand and nothing else yeah. and not just dangle them below him yeah. <laughs> I reckon that the speed force probably works in the same way because we don't really understand how the speed force works they could do a bunch of bullshit so it may as well work in the same way <laughs> anything attached to the flash works at its speed I mean that was the whole thing I was saying like the main power is it not causing problems right it's all that force field stuff but not causing problems to him I think is the key point or to people who are running around right uh, I don't think so. Like, he breaks everything he touches at high speed, right? Doesn't he pick people up at high speed sometimes and run them out of places? I guess, yeah. Yeah, the flashlight runs people out of places without much concern for it, or at least a way in which to do that without hurting them. So yeah, why not? And that presumably that also applies to cakes. What if he just goes to, like, a professional bakery, steals a cake, and brings it with him using this magical force? I was like, I made this cake. Oh, but no, he's a superhero. He's not going to do that. Yeah, Flash is going to win just by cheating. This feels like any time you leave the Bake Off tent, you're cheating. Yeah. He's so fast. How would you tell? How would you tell? Well, you'd tell because of the Flash. Every time he runs off, you just get this big white balance error in your video. You don't see anything for a few seconds as it corrects. <laughs> is it not red balance because of his costume? <laughs> it's just a big Flash. That <laughs> I feel like part of the requirement in the competition is doing it within the confines of the place you're in. Okay. Like, even if it's not going and getting a cake, going out and getting, like, a library of baking books... Well, not cookbooks, I guess. Baking books. Okay. Feels outside of what you're allowed to do? Outside assistance, yeah. yeah. I don't think that's allowed. So I think, like, I'm not completely against cheating. <laughs> oh, yeah, and we know you're not, but the Bake Off judges are. But I'm going to need to see how they're good at cheating and get away with it. Okay, we've we've agreed that the Flash is fast enough to not be seen, making him functionally invisible when needed. <laughs> the perfect candidate for a TV show. Therefore, he can go at normal speed. He can even enter as Barry Allen rather than the Flash and be like, I'm just a normal dude. I don't have any superpowers. Do an absolutely terrible job because he doesn't know how to bake. But at the last second, swap his cake out with, with someone, someone else's, else's cake. Yeah, just high speed. Exactly. Huge sound, sonic boom. <laughs> I'm the editor. I'm editing. Bake Off, I'm sitting there looking at the footage and then suddenly there's just this big like sick one frame blur between the two cakes. I'm like hmm. Could just be a camera glitch. It's like wait, why did this perfectly sculpted cake turn into a blob? <laughs> he'd have to make it look at least a bit like the cake he's trying to switch out otherwise it's not going to work. And he's also got to do the interview segments where they're like well what are you trying to do here? Oh I'm trying to Cheat. ice this cake really well. Oh that might not work out very well. I'm going to put a train on it because that's what this episode's about. I am a fan of the Flash trying to be stealthy by running faster than light speed circles around someone. It's like, I'm invisible, so I basically can't be detected. And meanwhile, there's like a tornado forming on this person. <laughs> I don't think he's an idiot. I'm an idiot. I don't think he is. I don't actually think he's invisible. I th there's always blurs or something, right? It's not just a blur. Like, he leaves like a Tron-style light trail when he's going fast. So Depends he... on the depiction. Flash is in the Justice League. Yeah. Do you think members of the Justice League are pro cheating in baking competitions. I honestly don't think the Justice League could give a damn given the <laughs> tackling world-threatening issues on the regular. Oh, that's the other thing I wanted to bring up. If The Flash is going to compete in Bake Off, he's going to attract the attention of his nemeses who want him to fail. Not like the world-ending ones. I'm not talking like, like Darkseid doesn't care. However... Backslash Flash or whatever. Like, yeah, the reverse Flash and his other personal villains are going to be like, we don't want him to win. And so, like, he'll make a cake and then the reverse Flash will turn up and just as he's presenting it, he'll like unmake the cake Reverse flash and it will just it would like present it and it's just like it's just the ingredients on a plate eggs it's just eggs yeah. reverse flash might be my downfall <laughs> it's like where's all this sugar and stuff you use in the vanilla it's like I'm sure it's there then why are there just six eggs on this <laughs> yeah. but hang on if he has to, if the oven needs to take time regular style how can he unmake that 
Just runs in and replaces them with eggs. <laughs> I mean, I think he goes backwards. I've always assumed, I, I don't know anything about the Flash. Does he go backwards in time? Tenet rules, Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, the first thing Reverse Flash sees is the finished cake, and then he goes through the episode in reverse. <laughs> you, put the, you put the finished cake into reverse time and put it back in the oven. Okay, in that case, can I use the Flash to steal Reverse Flash's finished cake before he's had to make it? <laughs> in theory. <laughs> Which could, could create paradox loop of a cake that was never made. The aura Boros cake. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm doing. A cake that eats itself. Hmm. <laughs> like, the way villains work in the comics and so on, I think to make the villain work properly, the Flash can't see the plan coming ahead. It's going to be like, it's going to come out of the left field to make it, like, tense and exciting. If he already knows to go and steal the reverse Flash's cake, that that sort of ruins, ruins the plot of the comic this is happening in now. I think you see it round by round. Round by round you develop it. Yeah. But don't forget that the Flash is going through time in the normal direction mm. and so it's only reverse flash that turns up at the end with the finished cake and we realise that we could have had the finished cake the whole time so that's the, where the plot twist comes in but I was saying round by round which are actually if the reverse flash does it in round one and then does it get in round two and then in like in the third round Barry gets clued in on it and that's when he steals the finished cake in reverse I see because he's like oh yeah I've got I, I now I've figured it out my villain's doing this oh okay so he just has to survive the first two acts of the elimination yes by serving up eggs <laughs> by serving up eggs it's a very uh, avant-garde style how do you make a perfect cream horn two eggs <laughs> on a plate so we know from the canonical DC text the super dictionary which is a thing which like shows DC heroes and villains explain concepts to kids that Lex Luthor is so evil that he stole 40 cakes. Ooh. So, compared to Lex Luthor, how evil really are the Flash's villains? And do we have anyone who's going to steal a 40th of Lex Luthor's worth of cakes? Oh, they've only got to be a 40th as evil as Lex Luthor. Yeah. What's on the line here, though? What's it like? What does Flash get for winning? Are there people being held hostage by the BBC or whatever? <laughs> like, we couldn't persuade the Flash to join the competition. <laughs> you could just enter a cake competition. Are the villains just there? to minorly inconvenience the Flash then. This is like one of those filler comedy episodes where the Flash is trying to win a baking competition for some reason to like, I don't know, prove to his love interest that he can cook. Yeah. To win a stupid prize. Or win a stupid prize, as the case may be. Yeah. It's, it's one of those comedy episodes of like cartoons and stuff where the villains are sort of just trying to ruin his day rather than actually yeah. <laughs> do anything evil. Exactly. Yeah, that's why his eggs are not a bomb. Yeah. <laughs> a bomb. <laughs> it's my lovely lemon drizzle cake. <laughs> just a bomb. The eggs are bombs now. Oh, the eggs are Bombs. Well, then he can't get eliminated if he eliminates the judges. <laughs> I don't think you can win if you eliminate the judges. Oh, I think that's the only way you I can win. <laughs> what if the Flash, the, the villains trick the Flash into bombing the judges so that the villains take over as the judges? I think the villains would be the contestants, right? Oh, that would be funny. Well, I'm worried that the competition might be run by a villain. I'm not saying it's not, we don't have the Riddler because it is not Batman, but there's got to be one of those kind of like, I love weird situations villains. Riddle me this, the Flash. <laughs> As a result, like, if the villains are running the show, it's more of a, like a death trap where you've got to win Bake Off or, we, or you die, or we've got to win Bake Off or these people die. Oh, but then you'll win. Turning Bake Off into Squid Game. <laughs> I'm just going to summarise what we've got to so far. The Flash would be really good at the Bake Off as long as the villains don't decide to mess with him for the sake of it and he's allowed to cheat. <laughs> Perfect. Now, the first one I will dispute in that he often beats the villains and therefore that might be okay. The second one, however, yeah, 100%. 100%. Yeah. Okay, what else, what else have people got? You mentioned a bunch of cookbooks uh, and reading really fast and everything. And I would like my opening bid to be someone who knows how to cook by the book. Right. I would like to bring Stephanie from... From Lazy Town. She does have to do the cooking by the book. And here's my gambit. I'm just gonna be, I'm just gonna I'm gonna put it out there straight away. As we discussed, the flash is gonna get messed up. If everyone else gets messed up, the person who just cooks by the book and just follows the instructions on the recipe will win by default. So you're you're saying that we're gonna bring such horrible people that Bear's gonna have no choice but to award Stephanie this victory. <laughs> to someone who makes a generic cake. Yes, for following the recipe. Because all of our answers are gonna be crap. <laughs> yeah. That's a really terrible gambit for answer number two. I was just but... thinking answer number two. Including oh. my other answer I haven't brought yet. I love it. Well let's think about let's think about the nature of this cake, right? It's a pretty cake. Yeah, it's a pretty cake, yep. It's not messy. The recipe's not messy. Yeah, pretty 
pretty good, actually. Is that it? <laughs> I, I, I don't know all of the lyrics, but I assume it's pretty nice. It's a piece of cake to bake a pretty cake. What? If the way is hazy, you got to do the cooking by the book. You know you can't be lazy. Never use a messy recipe. The cake will end up crazy. If you do the cooking by the book, then you'll have a cake. Or break it down, bitch. <laughs> Let me see you back it up. There's no mention of the quality of the cake. It's You'll get a cake. You'll have a cake. It'll be pretty. Yeah. I also enjoy that she's not specified what kind of cookbook it is. She's just looking at a roast dinner cooking recipe. <laughs> the dictionary says cake made of egg and sugar. Okay. All right. She knows that you're not using a messy recipe. Yeah. So she's not got a cookbook with a messy recipe in it. She's procured her cookbook such that it's got a good recipe. Or at least an unmessy <laughs> recipe. Similarly to the villains of The Flash, it's important, I think, if I want to have... Well, actually, this can go two ways. If I want to have it just by the book and it end up being the default winning answer, we need to keep the other members of Lazy Town away. Interesting. But if I want to have a chance of winning for avant-garde design, we might let the one who wants to cover it in candy in. Mm. But Robbie Rotten's definitely going to want to come in. Alex raises an interesting point here, that if the Flash's villains all turn up to this competition, and I'm briefly ignoring the fact that Gorilla Grodd has no care for anyone's cake, <laughs> yeah. destroyed them all, briefly ignoring that, surely Robbie Rotten gets to turn up in this scenario. Robbie Rotten does turn up, but Robbie Rotten, like, fails always, right? Yeah, yeah Robbie Rotten fails, but he might put a Robbie Rotten egg in the... It never gets close to succeeding. <laughs> I brought someone whose villains don't always fail. Robbie Rotten, like, might accidentally make the cake good or, you know, ruins the recipe, makes it messy, and then they're like, oh no, the recipe is messy. We better follow this book fast. And then they do. <laughs> or Robbie Rotten, like, he tries to mess it up. And then it turns out to be a super fancy cake that was different to the one in the recipe. Yeah, yeah, no, he um he goes in to mess up the cake and accidentally does these genius techniques. Oh, yeah. This might actually make the flaw in your plan that she's just going to make like a pretty okay cake into something actually amazing. Yeah, <sighs> the, the introduction of Robbie Rotten makes this from a win by default answer <laughs> to a competitor. Yeah. I'm going to swap out your milk for spoiled milk. Ha 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 ha. And then they taste it and they're like, oh, you used sour cream here that was really good <laughs> i bet robbie rotten is the noel fielding of this episode <laughs> robbie rotten's gotten himself in as the like comic presenter yeah and keeps trying to use that to slip things into the recipe <laughs> oh, that means we get like lots of shots from his like the camera on him talking about what he's about to do like outside the tent and he's like oh i'm gonna sneak this weird vine of stuff into it it's like some kind of like vanilla essence or something <laughs> <laughs> if i'm allowed to give the flash a pep talk am i also allowed to give robbie rotten a pep talk <laughs> yes <laughs> Like, Robbie, all right, look, on the one hand, maybe don't show up. On the other hand, if you do, just yeet a net at her. Let's go with that strategy <laughs> rather than trying to mess with the cake directly. And he'll miss and hit the flash who was running past at that exact moment. No, he'll throw it at him, not me. <laughs> look, that's, you'll still have a default cake and that's a better outcome still. Yeah, I think um, on her own, Stephanie makes a cake of... It gets points for the way for the presentation and mm. the way it tastes is question mark fine fine yeah we don't know because the recipe only <laughs> says a pretty cake it might just I all be see. like that horrible fondant just like inches thick all the judges are there just like yep that is a cake yep i'm not even gonna try tasting it <laughs> well done what's a pass a c we give it a c <laughs> an ordinary i guess we can't eliminate you based on the fact that the flash is still here with his eggs <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I, look, it's a gambit. Robbie Rotten brings a real spice to this. this. But would Robbie Rotten win Bake Off? No. Okay. Well, <laughs> I'm glad we explored that in all its intricacies. But as we as we discussed in a previous episode, two Robbie Rottens would. Oh, interesting. Interesting. I think no. I think Robbie Rotten would make other people win by accident, trying to mess up their things. Yeah, he'd also spend too long trying to mess up someone else's cake that his own one would burn in the oven because he's like caught up in his own net or something. Yeah. Or he's accidentally just put the, someone else accidentally put the signs in the wrong place and he's messing up his own cake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he could have one but due to his own hubris of trying to mess everyone else's up instead of making a good one for himself he ends up losing because he forgets that he put the cake in the oven yeah that sounds spot on i didn't submit robbie rotten but he works as a nice compliment to my answer yeah the new question is who would win bake off given that their villains are there well i don't think everyone's villains turn up like the villains will always turn up for the flash because he's the flash with villains but if someone brings a character who doesn't have comic hood villains surely the flash gets an off day every now and then i don't think he does like the villains aren't doing something every day of the year surely like i don't think stephanie gets an off day either i think robbie rotten will always turn up because that's part of the vibe of what she does 
It's like Team Rocket's going to show up in everything Pokemon does. Oh, yeah. Man. I'll tell you who probably doesn't have villains, though. Go on. Mr. Tickle. Now, Mr. <laughs> Tickle, I think, solves the core concept I have when I'm cooking, which is I'm trying to do something in one bit and I'm focused on that one bit. And then suddenly I realize that this time is going off somewhere else and I've ruined it. And the problem is your arm isn't long enough. Yeah, the, the problem is my arm isn't long enough, not my attention span. You're correct in that. Look, Alex, I know how you work. Um, you can pay attention to everything that's within arm's reach at one time, right? That's how this works. Exactly. So being Mr. Tickle basically increases your attention width. Now, just a question. Mm. Does Mr. Tickle spend all of his time tickling, though? I mean, he can spend half his time cooking, and he can spend the other half of the time just tickling the other contestants and making them lose their concentration. Do you think he'll get kicked off of the show for repeated tickling? Oh, yes, definitely. <laughs> He's called Mr. Tickle. They knew what they were signing up for. <laughs> That's the sabotage. That's the fun bit. They have him baking in his own tent. <laughs> Zipped up tent. He's got long enough arms. I'll get you. I was going to say, Mr. Tickle specifically wakes up at the start of the story and decides it's going to be a tickling day, right? Yeah. So does that implies that... Doesn't he do that every day, though? Okay, actually, yeah, that might be every day. Yeah. yeah. When Mr. Tickle wakes up, Mr. Tickle decides it's a tickling day. It's a tickling day, because it's a day that ends in the Y. Okay, you, you got me. It's fine, okay. I rescind my no, it's always a tickling day. I'm only going to tickle on days that I experience. <laughs> I was really hoping that he like pissed off someone during the book or something and so there would be someone who would try and stop him but seems like he just gets away with tickling a bunch of people yeah he just gets away with it well, he can get away with it with no moral implications but he turns up in other ones as the punishment he's in Mr. Grumpy as the what the tickling is the punishment yeah every time Mr. Grumpy's mean to someone his arm sneaks in from off page <laughs> And tickles Mr. Grumpy and makes him drop his shopping or whatever. And so Mr. Grumpy learns to be less mean to people. And by the end of the book, he only pulls one page out of the book rather than all of the pages out of the book because he's feeling less mean. <laughs> okay, that's an improvement, I guess. If I was grumpy and someone tickled me and made me drop my shopping, yeah, <laughs> I would definitely not go, there's a moral lesson to this. I would go, now I'm really annoyed. <laughs> well, I, I've just had to do a quick Google to look up the summary, make sure I hadn't missed any parts. But I love that there's just a line saying there's no corrective action taken to mend his ways because of this mr tickle is left free to tickle the next day learning nothing from the previous day yeah he's the, he's the one who gets away with it mr tickle is stuck in a groundhog day loop tickling with no lessons perfect so mr tickle is the moral punishment yeah exactly if anyone sabotages or cheats like if the flash goes and tries to nab cakes from outside the tent or oh, you're right you're so right you don't think the flash can outrun his arms the reverse flash is getting tickled all the time robbie rotten's getting tickled if you take out reverse flash the flash still has a chance <laughs> <laughs> i'd like to point to the ending of mr tickle which is a horror ending threatening that mr tickle might be at your door ready to tickle you yeah that might put people off enough and get him kicked out of the competition no that is actually mr tickle belongs in between in the ad breaks <laughs> where they're collecting money to help people like one in two people is going to be unexpectedly tickled every day don't pay to stop tickling every time you're about to go to a, uh, an ad break because now it's on channel four not the beeb you just see his hand just sneak in from the side of the screen and then it cuts to the ad so then when you come back like everyone's on the floor laughing the hands just gradually approaching the people in the episode and they're just backing away and the further into the episode the more upset they are at the appearance of the arm i feel the need to attack mr tickle where it could actually hurt in the face? Can he bake? <laughs> um, this is a problem we've had on all of the answers so far. That's a good question. I believe currently we know that Mr. Tickle can do two things. And that is use his long arms to pick up a biscuit from bed. Fantastic. That's a useful skill. And tickle. I mean, what is whiskey and egg if not tickling an egg? <laughs> I don't think that's true. Yeah, whiskey's rather vigorous. Oh, next time I need to beat some eggs together, I'll just tickle them and see what happens. Look, the the only reason you don't do that is because you're scared of getting your fingers eggy. Your fingers work as a perfectly good whisk. I was assuming that we were tickling the shell, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> you do have to, like making an omelette, break a few eggs first. Okay, we've learned that Eddie cannot win Bake Off because Eddie just shoves raw whole eggs into every recipe. Is that not how baking a cake works? 
The recipe calls for two eggs beaten. Eddie picks up two eggs, punches, punches them, them, and puts them in. I don't see the problem with this. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna fight the eggs, says Eddie. Look, the okay thing here is that I, the pep talk I'm giving my characters, or in this case, Robin Rotten, are purely strategy based and not about actually baking. <laughs> so I'm okay there. I'm slightly worried for two things. Mm. Number one, he'll have his arm like sli- like sneaking along to go and like tickle someone or to grab an ingredient, and it'll go past someone as they're putting something into the oven and they'll close the door on it. Oof, ouch. And so that's one arm out of commission. Uh, And the other problem is I think the season of Bake Off might not get completed because he's too busy tickling the cameramen and production stuff. (laughs) That is a problem. Like they have to cancel the season halfway through because they just had so many mishaps in production. They're like, we can't. We don't know what's happening. Everyone keeps laughing and falling over. We don't have any good shots. We have this high tech camera to see the flash and we can never keep it on center. Like, what is going on? We just have very high-rate, out-of-focus shots of an orange blur with, with an, like an orange noodle in front of the cameras. And therefore, they wouldn't need to get the flash on camera, therefore. I, I do worry that Mr. Tickle is going to get an injury, though. <laughs> yes. I mean, how will the bones work on those arms? Yes. Bones? It's less about the bones and more about the heat and the knives. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone tries to make a carrot cake and he's left a little dangling <laughs> bit of arm a little too close to their carrots... Just a finger, a tickle finger oh no someone like has glasses they drop their glasses like oh that's my swiss roll to chop he tickles the glasses off and they're like i've only got two minutes left i need to keep going i don't have time to find my glasses crawl around on the floor velma style (laughs) there is every chance he just decides it's a tickling sort of day and not a baking sort of day and therefore doesn't bother with the baking (laughs) there is literally every chance i agree based on the information we have there is one in one days (laughs) decides it's a tickling sort of day but then like he doesn't ever cook for himself i guess he, like, like he i guess he can steal food he eats biscuits he don't need to cook biscuits they come pre-cooked yeah okay oh actually if he's made his own biscuits biscuits are baked twice that is actually the Ooh. translation of biscuit apparently what? oh bye squeet so <laughs> if he has made his own biscuits he might actually be good at baking. But if he's just stolen them, which he probably has... Question mark, question mark, question mark. There are lots of ifs in that. Why are we assuming he's baked his own biscuits? We have no evidence that he's baked biscuits, but... <laughs> okay, yeah. If he if he could win Bake Off, <laughs> then he can win Bake Off. No, no, no. If those are his own homemade biscuits, then he has a decent shot of winning Bake Off. I don't think he has time to make homemade biscuits. He's too busy tickling people. <laughs> but he has long arms, so he can tickle with one arm and bake biscuits with the other. Do you think he can bake with his face? How long's his tongue? <laughs> Not a question I want the answer to. <laughs> He's also another maybe a switcheroo competitor, like the Flash. Like, just wiggle your arms over and swap someone's cake with yours because you've got reach across the whole tent. A bit more obvious than the Flash, I would argue. Yeah, but he's also following cartoon logic, so it probably works fine. What are Mr. Tickle's villains? There aren't any. That's where this started. Mr. Grumpy might be. Well, Mr. No, Mr. Tickle is Mr. Grumpy's villain. What? All the other Mr. Men and Little Misses. But Mr. Tickle is the villain. He's the villain of the Mr. Men. He has no moral repercussions for his heinous actions. He's the villain. <laughs> I was going to assume that all the people he tickled were his villains. Therefore, a teacher, a policeman, a greengrocer, a station guard, a doctor, a butcher, and a postman. No, they're the good guys except the policeman. <laughs> so the policeman is a villain and therefore will arrest Mr. Tickle. Oh. I don't know how handcuffs work on that boy. <laughs> I don't think they do. <laughs> I, th- I think they do. I think they work really well. I think, yeah, he's still got weak arms going all over the show. Handcuff him at several points. <laughs> Cook with his non-existent elbows. <laughs> well, to me, his arms are really thin, so maybe you'd, you'd need special handcuffs. But his hands are not really thin. Yeah, but I mean, like, well, they're thin. Mm. <laughs> Actually, to make it fair, he should do the competition handcuffed, and he has to cook by wrapping his noodly arms around the utensils to use them. How Why does, does that, that make, make it, it fair? fair? <laughs> I don't know. So my boring normal cake can win. Yeah, to make it fair, Mr. Things should just have regular arms. <laughs> yeah, and the flash will move at normal speed yeah <laughs> i like your suggestion and it, i've got a winner i could declare a winner to the episode and it's not who would win bake-off it's the jigsaw now runs bake-off <laughs> and everything is like some kind of weird challenge what the- who would win bake-off when everyone's head is in a bear trap <laughs> how do we fix bake-off and make everything difficult when the oven timer goes off they all close i don't know <laughs> yeah I, I do think the only thing that's really ruining bake-off is that the contestants get to use their hands. <laughs> yeah, that's what's really when you bake off. <laughs> hey, your name. Did you know we also have a website and a Twitch channel and a YouTube channel? 
all of which provide alternative ways to keep up with our usual slew of content, as well as occasionally getting their own unique piece of content. We've also got a Twitter and a Facebook page to help you keep up to date with all of our nonsense. Links to all of the above will be in the show notes. Help us grow by liking and subscribing to as many of those as you have accounts for. And whilst you click on those, we'll get back to the episode. If you think the only issue is that Bake Off contestants get to use their hands, then boy do I got an answer for you. Because what if you were using somebody else's hands? We're possessing someone. It's the, it's the ghost from the exorcist. No, we are not possessing someone because the answer I'm bringing is Remy the Rat from Ratatouille. That's an actual chef. That's cheating. I think you'll find it's a rat. Oh, good point. Yeah, okay. I can see that. I do like a rat. Presumably he has to bring Linguini or someone with him. Generic member of the public. Anyone. It's, it doesn't matter who, right? We know from Kingdom Hearts 3 that he can possess Sora so it doesn't matter who there we go and plus there's nothing in the rule book for the Great British Bake Off that says <laughs> you can't be controlled by a rat under a hat exactly <laughs> wait are we entering the person he's controlling and he's just under the hat or are we entering Remy Yes. Well, you, you, need to, you need to choose, Eddie. <laughs> the answer that I am pitching is Remy the Rat. However, I think for this to work, we have to submit Linguini or equivalent as the contestant. And they have to have a hat on the whole time. Probably. Or something else. This is also where the beauty of Remy the Rat as an answer comes in, because if he's not the contestant, he can do a little sneaky and go and sabotage by jumping on someone else's head and making them mess up their own cake or whatever they're baking. You do love cheating. <laughs> Linguini is not cheating, I will have you know. The rat under his hat is doing the cheat. <laughs> I just don't think Remy's interested in cheating in a cook-off. I, I'll give him a pep talk. I'll win him over. <laughs> <laughs> when Remy Ratatouille goes away, does Linguini keep doing stuff in this situation? Um, presumably he does it at points where he doesn't need to. Like, we're going to chuck it in the oven for 20 minutes. There's not a lot to do right now. Mm. I assume Linguini has, like, some basic understanding of cooking. Oh, yeah, he does, yeah. And so, if it's something basic like we need to whisk these eggs, great, I've got a couple of minutes while I can go off and do a bit of sabotage and leave, leave Linguini just beating some eggs. Is Linguini worth than Remy. Well, yes, yeah. absolutely. That was the point of Ratatouille. Yeah, yeah. That's why I'm getting him to do basic stuff like beating eggs. Does Ratatouille end with Remy just cooking without controlling Linguini, and he's just allowed to be in the kitchen? Then I think so. Wasn't it like all his rat family prepared to save the day? It's something like that, isn't it? I mean, he lets them all in, and they like ruin the kitchen or whatever, and steal all the stuff, and then and then they learn a lesson, and then save the day. That's not the end, right? That's like that's the darkest hour. Yeah. Well, because Remy's thing as well, like, I know you mentioned doing a pep talk. I think you would be doing that pep talk to a rat and be offering, like, hey, I'll give you food if you do this. But Remy's whole shtick is that he learns to overcome those sort of simple desires, right? He doesn't eat all the food in the kitchen because he's got a ghost chef telling him not to. <laughs> Apparently, they get the restaurant shut down. Yeah, they, they do. But then they kidnap the food inspector or something? I can't remember exactly. They're going to get the health inspectors to shut down Bake Off. He's got a ghost chef telling him not to eat all the food. <laughs> I once again made the mistake of bringing an answer that I haven't watched. <laughs> you fool. So I'm pretty sure Remy is haunted by the ghost of a French chef. That's true. Who inspires him to make fancy French food. Fantastic. The French are quite good at baking and pastries and things. This is perfect. But the French chef's like motto is anyone can cook. So Well, even a rat can cook. Yeah, exactly. That is the moral lesson of Ratatouille. Anyone <laughs> can cook, even a rat. Yeah, but only Ratatouille, only Remy knows that. <laughs> only Ratatouille to himself. <laughs> yeah, that's just Remy's own delusions talking to himself. That is also explicitly probably true. What? We don't know. Like, it could be a ghost. <laughs> Remy at some point says, why am I listening to you? You're not even real. He's like, so what? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. Not even a real ghost, you mean? Well, he could be. You never know. <laughs> He's Remy's conscience, I think. He's an external representation and advice and sidekick for Remy. Whether or not he's actually a ghost or he's actually just Remy's imagination. It's a Jiminy Cricket situation, yeah. Wait, doesn't Jiminy Cricket very clearly actually exist? Yeah, Cricket physically exists, right? And the chef is a ghost. So, what's going to happen here is Remy's going to do a great job and then at the climax of the episode... Mr. Tickle tickles Linguini so hard that Remy falls in the oven. <laughs> <laughs> at, at, like, at the highest point of the episode, the health inspectors are just standing off camera and the hat slips and they catch a sight of the rat and they shut the entire competition down. Well, they, then I wouldn't lose. And then Remy opens... <laughs> 
a cake shop. A competing Bake Off show. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this sounds like a win for Remy at that point. <laughs> yeah, but not a win of Bake Off. The question is whether they shut it down. Now, the thing, they don't need the health and safety standards because they're not, like, selling food. They're doing a show. I assume they have them for health and safety reasons mm, on the show. Yeah, whatever. But, you know, the judges might... It's up to the judges whether they say, let it play or this is unacceptable. I think it might also be the production... But Ratatouille has been out for long enough. Like, I think we've seen Ratatouille. We've all seen it now. So no one's going to see someone being controlled by a rat in a restaurant and be like, oh, this isn't up to standard. Everyone's like, ah. Uh, this must be a Ratatouille situation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you, thank you, Matt. Exactly my point. In Ratatouille, they shut it down, so therefore the people who've seen it and see that it got shut down. But also, if people watching know information from the story the character's from, then everyone knows Flash is Barry Allen, and so he has to go into hiding. Uh, <laughs> Don't they reopen it, though, at the end? Like, it gets shut down for a while. They open, it, they open a different thing. The restaurant's gone. They open a small bistro. But it's important. If people running the show and watching the show know the story the character we're bringing is... is this is going to go wild. It breaks everything. I think it, they don't necessarily know the individual characters, but if they're like, well, I understand the concept of, a, of Ratatouille in it, and so therefore yeah. if I yeah. see a rat under a hat, I'm like, oh, well, they're just trying to do a Ratatouille. All right, whatever. <laughs> yeah. When did Ratatouille happen? When? Like, yeah. um, it came out in 2007? <laughs> no, 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 when did it come out? What's the, what's the, when did it happen? When, when is it set? Yeah. It's set modern day, I think. You know they've got a very nebulous space time modern-ish France Fra yeah whenever France existed Fra oh, right so like 200 years ago yeah in the 2000s okay I have bad news what about the French health and safety Remy's dead <laughs> rats don't live like 15 years <laughs> this is Remy the 12th yeah this is a Disney rat and Disney will make sure that their rats will live for longer than a normal rat <laughs> just the zombified copyright strike <laughs> I'll use the flash to go back in time bring Remy the rat forward in time with him uh, yeah. <laughs> but then Ratatouille will never happen this is why you always bring a time travel character to every question <laughs> yeah that's a good start but here's the thing does Remy when Flash is trying to bring Remy back to the future does Remy jump on his head and like control him make him run to some other time full of cheese oh yes the time of cheese <laughs> like, back when Earth was just cheese. The moon. He's a, he's a very smart rat, but he's still a rat. I reckon it wouldn't take much talking to to be like, yo, come with me to 2023. There's a bunch of cheese in this marquee in the middle of a British field. I just want to cook. Wait, does this mean Remy's making a cheesecake? Every time. Just for every round. Rem, no, he's making what the ghost tells him to. It's only French pastries. That's where the pet thought comes in. I'll be the ghost. How come I haven't seen a Ratatouille Breaking Bad crossover? <laughs> we gotta cook, really. <laughs> when he Ratatouille's Walter White. It's Jesse. No, not Walter White's not in there. The ghost of Walter White teaches the rat how to make Jesse cook good. <laughs> what the hell? How did we end up here? Very quickly. Is Walter White gonna win Bake Off? Well, because the whole point of Breaking Bad is Walter White is like, he thinks he's a dead man because he knows he's got that cancer diagnosis. Well, Remy's only got three years to live as well, so it's the same. It's the this same. is Baking Brad. Not breaking bread? Breaking bread. Baking bread? Breaking bread. Aha, uh -huh, right, Jesus. Yeah, you're right, Jesus. The baking bread, please. <laughs> <laughs> I think Remy's a great answer. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I think I've justified myself perfectly. I still think bringing a chef is, uh, is cheating. Well, he's a rat. He's a rat first chef second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Wow, reductionist. Yeah. Hey, it's just how he likes to identify. I don't know what to tell A you. thing can be more than one thing. A thing can be more than one <laughs> and thing. And because of his race, he's lawfully evil on the alignment chart. Yeah, of course. <laughs> now you get it. Rat is chaotic. Good. Sorry, uh, chaotic chef. Chaotic chef is the name of this episode. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> right, you've brought someone who's uh, got experience in like a professional kitchen working in a restaurant and everything I'm going to bring someone who's got cooking experience but like rough and ready cooking experience out there in the world which means once you transport them to a good kitchen they're going to make miracles happen. <laughs> it's Sam from Lord of the Rings. Oh okay. Oh he's a sweetie. Mm, he's great. He makes amazingly good dishes for the situation he's in in the Dead Marshes like with very minimal ingredients he gets everything going. Well let, let, can we just be clear it's not so much amazingly good, right? He just cooks meat in a greasy pan and it's delicious. And it's delicious, yeah, right? Yeah, because yeah, it's meat in a greasy pan. Oh, yes, the perfect meal for bake-off. Meat in a greasy pan. <laughs> but you get him into a proper kitchen and get him baking and it's going to go wonders. Also, he's a hobbit's hobbit. What does that mean? Hobbit's hobbits, they're good at cooking. He's homely. He's friendly. Just keep the cooking wine away from him. Yeah. I, I think Sam would do wonders in that bake-off tent. And also, maybe more important, 
importantly, I think Sam would be a fan favourite for the Bake Off audience. Yes, because as we know, hobbits are basically just fantasy British people. Yeah. I think, okay, one thing you want for Sam to really appeal to the audience, you want him to be quite old at this point. The audience love old contestants. I mean, he's come back from his adventure. He's had 14 kids or whatever. He's, he's got a bit more experience at home and he's been baking for years in his retirement from gardening. Yeah. He hasn't gone to the Grey Havens yet. Bake Off is the Grey Havens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think Sam would be great. And I think everyone would love him. And there's no sort of villain. There's no trickiness. He's not trying to swap cakes. He's not trying to sabotage anyone. I think he's just good. And everyone loves him. And what villains does he bring? <laughs> Sauron. Yeah, I was going to say, there's no villains. Sauron just shows up. Sauron's dead at this point. Gollum's dead. I feel the need to call you up on the fact that you were questioning whether or not Remy was alive at this point, and you've just aged up Sam out of nowhere. Well, Sam, uh, because he was temporarily a ring bearer, actually lives longer than all the hobbits. Yeah, like Sam, because he was a ring bearer, like lives as long as Bilbo or something like that, right? Not quite as long, but yeah, he does live longer than most hobbits. Yeah, but like I had to go back in time to get Remy alive. Like, so why don't you just get to randomly push Sam into the future? I mean, we made that point and then we disregarded it very quickly. Okay, that's fair enough. Do you know for a canonical fact that Sam does baking during his retirement? Or is this another pep talk situation? This has been made up. I am, without evidence, 100% sure. Without evidence, 100%. I'm going to give him yeah. the pep talk of his life. He's going to take up anything else. I don't think Sam wouldn't give baking a go, but I think his expertise is in throwing things on a griddle and making them taste good. At the time, sure. The one thing we can confidently say he knows how to bake is a potato. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, that's a good base when you're out there... Going Going over the marshes, but I think back in the Shire, he's gonna gonna done so much better. In the Bake Off, then. All right, this is the potato round. <laughs> <laughs> make me potato cake. You can make potato potato baking. Yeah, you can bake potatoes. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> Just a baked potato is Sam's yeah. tour de force. That's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> I was thinking potato cakes and like latkes and, no. and uh, <laughs> omelets with potato and all the and potato flour breads, and he just comes in with a jacket potato. <laughs> Just the Baked potato. Like I put beans on it. <laughs> Poor like licking his lips like, oh, no, this, nice this is. Nice double butter and beans. Oh, that gets all my language. <laughs> so we do have wisdom from the Lord of the Rings in terms of this Quora saying that Sam was quite a good cook and no one who's ever posted on Quora has ever been wrong. Yeah. So Okay, you did say Quora. I didn't quite hear you. <laughs> yeah. Up to one commenter per question might be right. Yes. <laughs> I also have to hit the low-hanging fruit. He's definitely going to do a lava cake at some point. You know, like the volcano. Yeah. <laughs> Sure. Yeah. But then hide a ring in it. Now, rather than Sauron being the villain here, I worry that Gollum's going to run in and take his stuff out of the oven before it's ready and start eating it. <laughs> Sauron is a villain. Gollum is a villain. But I think Gollum is Frodo's villain. Uh, Gollum literally sprinkles bread on Sam at some point. But look, he ate the last of our food. Gollum gets Sam abandoned. Yeah. Also, I think the villains turning up is very much the comic book thing. I'm not sure if it's happening here. And also Gollum's dead. But anyway. <laughs> All of them or none of them. That's that's your mm. choice. <laughs> if Sam doesn't have any villains, we will donate him Gorilla Grodd. <laughs> <laughs> and Sam will befriend Gorilla Grodd with potatoes. I don't think he will. I don't think I don't think you know much about Gorilla Grodd. <laughs> I think Sam will have a really like good, genuine showing. He'll like he's gonna say, Oh, I just learned this stuff myself while I was out on the road with my army buddy, and we were like, you know, trying not to die. Yeah. And the public will love that. The public will love it, but then while the flash is getting reverse flashed and someone's messing with his recipes Sam is just gonna like see it and then as soon as reverse flashes out Sam just goes and like puts his cake in the flash's oven or something oh. he's just gonna save everyone from their villains is what you're saying he's just too kind hearted too good he's just like oh I saw this happen but it didn't it doesn't seem fair so here's half of my dough to set you back <laughs> at the same place as me and he's gonna give half to the flash half to I don't know Mr. Tickle I don't know and then just end up with none himself <laughs> after Robbie Rotten because he thinks Robbie Rotten's not so bad it's yeah just... Robbie misunderstood <laughs> He's going to end up with none for himself and some for everyone else. Actually, I think no. I think he would hate Robbie Rotten. I think Robbie Rotten would be the guy who he doesn't trust and hates. He has to have one, right? Yeah. Just one. And since he's a crowd favourite, he'll come to the defence of Remy the Rat when they try and disqualify him. Oh, and of everyone course. will be so enamoured by his speech, they'll be like, fair enough, Remy, you get to keep competing. Yeah, I think Sam undoes a lot of the negatives of the other ones. Sam's going to be great for the show. Yeah. He's going to lose, but he's going to be <laughs> invited back. <laughs> oh, that's good. Because of the circumstances. He's going to be a fan favourite who comes second. He could become a judge, like, later in the series, right? Well, that's not bad. He could become a judge mid-episode. 
<laughs> the, the way I think what's happening is because of his choices to help other people accepts a loss and he's like well you know fair enough but we're gonna bring you back to talk about these things and you're gonna get another go next season we don't normally have people on twice yeah I while I brought this answer I'm trying to win you're 100% correct so uh, <laughs> whoops but he would make good TV I think yeah he might come second the ratings are what really matters and actually the flash bad for the ratings because no, no one can see it yeah. Stephanie and Remy great for the ratings Sam he mixed in with the others Mwah. you think Stephanie's good for oh Robbie Rotten's good for the ratings the whole scenario yeah she turns it into a musical I just realised that people love having old people and kids take part and Stephanie is perpetually a kid right uh yeah probably she's played by an adult I'm pretty sure but we don't need to dig into what the internet says about Stephanie no <laughs> but yeah no I, I think you've got Sam down I'm still submitting Sam because we need him to make the episode good <laughs> Well, I'm going to submit my Trump card. Don't submit. Trump would lose Bake Off, sorry. Donald Trump in jail. <laughs> the winner! No thanks. Um, instead, I'm going to submit my Trump card, which is the witch from Hansel and Gretel, who is much less evil. Definitely. She has baked... A gingerbread house good enough to attract children. That's true. What she does with these children is irrelevant. <laughs> I'm going to pull you up on that in a minute. Mm. I'll let you finish your pitch first. <laughs> I think that statement should always be scrutinised. Are you just bringing the house? Is she just going to bring the house and just serve a different bit of it each each round? No, 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 because we know she's made the house before, so she's got a lot of experience. This is a demonstration of skills, yeah. This is a demonstration of her skills. This is on her CV. And she's great at decorating. She's great at making things look attractive for children or adults, potentially. I don't know what her eating habits are. Is every round they're like make this kind of cake and she's here's a lamp that's that cake and this time here's a chair that that is that cake that is quite impressive to yeah me. it's exactly just a question it's attractive to children yes but not to adults or to any of the woodland critters i'm not aware if any adults go near it no yeah no adults go in woods it would get me in i like sweet stuff too much but every critter in the woodland doesn't go near it yeah, well there's probably a ward or something like it would intrigue me i don't know if i want to eat it but i would be like what the hell is a gingerbread house doing in the woods I better go investigate mm. but if you've been abandoned by your parents and you're hungry and there's a gingerbread house as we've all been as you've all been I think you would eat it because I dared you to oh yeah if you dare me to 100% <laughs> dude <laughs> I think the woodland creatures don't go after it for one of two reasons either magic because she's a witch it's true or like just a line of something animals hate around it I know, like a ring of rat poison or something the rat poison don't you dare <laughs> <laughs> Flypaper. It's the flies that I'm really worried about here. She is a witch. I'm sure she can ward against flies. Does she do any magic, though? I assume she actually made the house by magic, to be honest. Interesting. Interesting. So what does that say for her baking skills? Magic. Interesting. Just add a pinch of magic. And is magic cheating? She's like a cauldrony witch, right? She uses an oven. Let's just think about what she's good at, though. Because Bake Off is not only sweets, right? This is true. It's all baked goods. Do they ever do things that aren't sweet? Actually. Yeah, that's like savoury breads. That's a similar space, except without the sweetness in it. Like, it's still baking. Yeah, exactly. They never cook, they always bake. Yeah, yeah. So that particular region, I don't know if she has any credentials for. What, for savoury bread? Oh, she's like, oh, do, do a non-sweet bread, uh, just don't add the sugar, and she just can't help herself. She just has to add the sugar. She's like, but how will I attract the kids? <laughs> In the story, don't they use chicken bones to fool her or something to make him think that Hansel's still quite thin? So, like, there are meats and stuff around, I think. How do you use chicken bones to treat her? Well, you just put chicken bones under your clothes and you're like, oh, you're bone thin despite all the squidgy fat underneath. <laughs> yeah, she just barely touches him at all with just the barest, like, one fingertip. And it's like, oh, that feels like a bone. All right, you're not fat enough yet. I can still feel any amount of bone. There's one main issue with bringing fairy tales to an answer, and that is there are so many different versions and variations. Yes. It's hard to pin down. So we're going to have contradicting facts. That's unavoidable. I think the biggest problem with this answer is the witch's insatiable bloodlust yeah that's true <laughs> like, oh no my oven appears to not be working paul hollywood could you come and fix it shove <laughs> i just need to come and say i will not be marking people down for cannibalism i think you should oh i'd have brought some different answers for that then 
I think the problem with the witch from Hansel and Gretel is she is quite easily tricked. Oh, that's true. Because, like, she could be told, hey, can you look in this oven before I go in? Just show me how to do it. And she's like, yes, of course, you silly girl. Uh, this yeah. is how you get into an oven. That's true. <laughs> she's going to present herself. You think the presenters are just going to try and kill her? <laughs> no, but I think the other rogues gallery of villains we've constructed in this make-off world. Like, no, that's it. Mr. Tickle's going to push her into her own oven and she's going to present herself as her own fake good at the end. That's pretty good. That's the only way this ends. Tickle shoves her in as she's like leaning in to check everything's good and then it's just, it's just witch cake. I don't even know what other cake she was making but... Witch cake is it? Yeah. Um, well it's a pie. Like she likes doing meat pies right? She pushes them into the oven to get meat. Yeah. She's not baking them into baked goods normally. No she doesn't eat the baked goods. No. That's what the house is for. She eats the children. <laughs> yeah. But that's what she thinks tastes good which is a problem. She's trying to impress judges. She's like well what tastes good? Well children taste good. So. Well she knows what tastes good to children. Isn't another major problem with this? And I know we just said that the fairy tales change from version to version, but doesn't she canonically have terrible eyesight? Oh, maybe. Which may be a problem in terms of, like, doing things quickly and well. No, the crowd's gonna love her. Ah, oh, she's old, she's got terrible eyesight, she hates kids. You're right, the crowd's gonna love her. Yeah. Blind old lady struggling, screaming at Stephanie every time, oh, trying to right. get Stephanie in the oven. That's it. She's gonna be about to put Stephanie in the oven, and Robbie Rotten's gonna be sneaking past to, like, get rid of Stephanie's cake, and he's gonna bump her in by accident. <laughs> or Mr. Tickle on purpose. No, Mr. Tickle tickles Robbie Rotten, who bumps into her by accident, and yeah. she goes, also being tickled at the same time. Part of me likes it when Mr. Tickle does it on purpose to get her, because Mr. Tickle is secret that evil <laughs> it's not evil he's just amoral morals what are they I'm gonna kill this woman well the <laughs> other thing I think about the witch is she actually would probably come out as like a dessert pie like a highly glazed like things that shouldn't be dessert come out as dessert with her that's her magic yeah everything comes out glazed and extra sugar everything comes out extra sweet with frosting except for things she's going to eat so I think she comes out as like a really fancy fondant witch cake pie <laughs> I feel, yeah just like the idea is the cake comes out at the end of her, uh, that she's been cooked with, with a witch hat on it yeah. And that, that's 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 all you see. Turns out she was made of gingerbread too. I don't know. Magic. <laughs> Her bones are made of gingerbread. Yeah. Turns out the real gingerbread was the friends who made it along the way. <laughs> uh, so I've consulted with all of the real judges from Real Life Bake Off. Nice. And uh, they they're quite excited about maybe being trapped in an oven. <laughs> <laughs> Hmm. But I think we know who's won this. Yeah. Do we? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we all know who's won because one contestant submitted a beautiful, glazed, delicious, <laughs> out of this world, unlike anything you've ever tasted, dessert. And that was Mr. Tickle with the witch cake. So thank you, Mr. Tickle. Oh, thank you. Double win. <laughs> Mr. Tickle could not have won until that final scenario was presented. Oh, I love it when everything we say is canon. Yes. <laughs> My gambit almost worked. Everyone was rubbish right until the end. Alex, for doing the war crime of bringing Mr. Tickle into real life. Oh, yeah. Whoops. You are our winner and you win the prize. Bake on! Yay. Like, as that final answer came together and someone mentioned Mr. Tickle pushing her in, I was like, that's it. Mr. Tickle had no chance and all of a sudden he's won. He has won right now. He went from zero to a hundred in one push of a witch. Exactly. Oh man, I lost this episode myself. I just like, Mr. Tickle just causes problems and then accidentally gets assigned. They think it's his dessert. He realizes what he'd done, so he gets her out of the oven and they're like, that's a fantastic cake, Mr. Tickle. <laughs> oh, I thought it was a dead lady, but it does seem to be sugar. <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you want to keep up to date with everything we do, you can follow us on Twitter or on Facebook. And if you'd like to support us financially, you could send us a one-time donation on Ko-Fi, sign up for monthly donations on Patreon, or subscribe to us on Twitch if that's more your speed. Links to all of that will be in the show notes. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time. Well, you'll see us. Well, not see, exactly. Ah, you get the idea. I can't really submit this as an answer. I don't have any... It's it's literally a pun, but I w have to mention Swedish Chef because he would obviously win Borkov. Yeah, okay. Bork, yeah, yeah. Bork. Borkov. Well done, you've won the episode. It's Swedish Chef. Well done. What are you making for us in our desserts thing? Meatballs! <laughs> yeah! Bork, bork, bork. You've won our second secret win stupid prizes of win other stupid prizes. And now it's the bread round. Meatloaf balls! If you, listen, if you listen back to the recording, I think you'll find Bear actually said which character would win Borkov right at the start. So, uh... <laughs> And it's the dog from the memes. No! <laughs> so close.